He married the daughter of Russian aristocracy. He fled the Bolshevik Revolution, then a Nazi invasion. And he won the Kentucky Derby, twice, back to back. He is the most interesting American that you've probably never heard of. Welcome to American Esoterica. If history class gives you the chocolate, this is the peanut butter. The essential stuff in between. The personalities, events, and other ephemera that shape our history and culture. I'm Brian Powers. Have you ever heard the name Jimmy Winkfield? Unless you pay close attention to horse racing history, probably not. But more people should hear about him because his life was extraordinary by any definition and he's a genuine example of someone who overcame the odds in multiple ways, managing to wring success from the jaws of defeat. Jimmy Winkfield is the last African-American jockey to win the Kentucky Derby, and his story, though epic, is one of a struggle against an insurgent racial animus taking hold in America at the turn of the century that drove him far from his home. James Winkfield, or Wink, as he was later known, was born in a small community just southeast of Lexington, Kentucky in 1882. As a teenager, he went to work as a stable hand at a racetrack in Northern Kentucky, and that led ultimately to a career as a jockey. In his very first race, however, he managed to cause a four-horse pileup and was suspended for a year. That didn't stop Wink, and in 1900, he raced in the Kentucky Derby for the first time finishing third. The next year, he won, however, and repeated the feat the next year. He didn't quite pull off a win the next year, finishing second, but his overall Kentucky Derby record was unbeatable. His career seemed to be taking off, but then he made a misstep. After making a verbal commitment to race for one thoroughbred owner in a New York race, he then took a $3,000 bid to race for another in that race. The angered owner swore that Wink would never race in New York again. At the same time, horse racing was changing, and Wink's career would likely have been largely curtailed for reasons that we'll get to later. So when an opportunity to race for the Russian czars in Russia and Europe arose, Wink bought a ticket and set sail for a new life. Wink achieved great success in his new career notching up impressive victories in several great European races and in multiple installments of the Moscow Derby. He raced on behalf of several monarchs in Europe, ultimately settling into a lavish lifestyle in the most luxurious hotel in Russia, where he employed a valet and ate caviar for breakfast. He relocated to Odessa in 1917, when the Bolshevik Revolution took hold and began closing down organized racing. In 1919, however, the fires of revolution finally reached him there, where he now operated as a trainer. Along with some Polish noblemen and his other horsemen, Wink led over 200 horses on a perilous three-month, 1,100-mile trek across the Transylvania Alps to Poland in winter. With no food on hand, and after being repeatedly robbed along the way, the group was forced to eat some of the horses to survive. He eventually settled in Paris in 1920. After his wife died in 1921, 
he married an exiled Russian baroness the next year. Together, they launched another successful racing stable just outside of Paris, and Wink was once again the toast of society. In 1930, he retired from racing at age 48 to focus on his work as a trainer, and he managed to do so peacefully for the next 10 years. And then the Nazis came. His stables were seized, and Wink reportedly had to defend himself with a pitchfork. Once again, Wink and his family fled, this time to America. They had lost everything, and to make matters worse, Wink's storied racing career failed to translate into meaningful work as he faced a truly hostile environment of racial prejudice. He first worked a jackhammer on a road crew as part of a WPA project, then found work in the equine industry, but only as a groom. Black jockeys and trainers were driven out of the industry here. Frustrated at his treatment as a second-class citizen, Wink returned to France in 1953, where he and his son resumed training outside of Paris. Wink came back to see the Kentucky Derby just once, in 1961, and he was invited as a guest of honor to a dinner at an upscale hotel. Upon arriving, however, he was initially denied entrance because of his race. When he was finally allowed in, he and his daughter were largely ignored by the other guests. Jimmy Winkfield died in France in 1974 at the age of 92. In addition to winning the Kentucky Derby twice, Wink is thought to have won some 2,600 races throughout the United States, Russia, Germany, Austria, France, Italy, and Spain. He overcame the odds time and time again, and all in the face of our nation's most shameful legacy. When you sip a mint julep and hear the sounds of call to the post in the spring, give a thought to Jimmy Wingfield, who raced not just against other jockeys, but against the Bolsheviks, the Nazis, and even American racism. And with rare but notable exception, he won. This has been American Esoterica. All sounds were made by me, Brian Powers. Did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? Just want to discuss which fast food restaurant has the best breakfast sausage? Drop me a note. The address is yell at AmericanEsoterica.com. Thank you for listening, and God bless America. <laughs>